we always say to just do the next best thing. We don't have the answers to everything whatsoever, but what we do have is the ability to really listen to our intuitions and our guts and be able to say, that feels right at this moment, or no, that that's not a good fit right now. And simply by doing the next best thing, you allow resources and people and answers to come to you that you wouldn't have otherwise known. You're listening to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization, overcoming fear, and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through. Let's start that right here, right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Kat. I hope you're all doing great. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I made a lot of grounding decisions over the weekend, one of them being that I'm going to renew the lease at my current apartment. So the pressure of having to find a new place and having to move is no longer a factor. And I'm really excited about that and relieved because I really just want to clear out distractions and focus on my work in 2019. You know, no more excuses, no more games. And it's just really time to make things happen. So this is definitely going to help me do that. Before we get into this week's interview, I want to give a shout out to Kenya Nana, who left a review on the Apple Podcast app saying, This show is life-changing. If you are a millennial woman who feels alone in her journey through life, please give this show a listen. Any topic you can think of, Kat has thoughtfully and passionately covered. From birth control, mother-daughter relationships, to fun interviews with like-minded women, the show is amazing. Mind you, it's self-produced, edited, hosted, etc. You can tell the show is made with so much love and care. I learn something new every day and feel like I've made a friend. Is that crazy? (laughs) No, it's not crazy. (laughs) Thank you so much for your kind words, Kenya. And for those of you who haven't yet left a review, please go and do so for a chance to get shouted out next week. I have a goal of reaching 100 reviews before the end of the year, and I'm about 21 reviews away from making that happen. So please, please, please help me get there. All right. This week's interview is going to be unlike anyone that I've done before because I had a conversation with the founders of the Women's app, Rebecca, Leah, Hannah, and Corinne Weiser. So that's four different people in one podcast. (laughs) The Weiser women are on a mission to democratize wisdom, reminding women of their infinite potential, worth, and The wiser women are on a mission to democratize wisdom, reminding women of their infinite worth and potential. Womaze is a hub for anyone seeking guidance, inspiration, and support. These women personally curate every video, article, and podcast featured in the app with our emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being in mind. I was a guest curator on the app a few weeks ago and absolutely fell in love with everything that it represents. It provides an option to mindfully scroll through a wide variety of channels on body image, self-care, spirituality, mental health, relationships, identity, self-esteem, and a lot more. And, you know, like many of you, I habitually find myself going on apps that don't really help me or make me feel any better so Wameze has been the perfect substitute for that because every time I go in the app I feel like I am immediately educated in some way and I feel a lot better once I get off of it which is you know pretty rare considering the options that we have out in the world right now and throughout our conversation we discussed what led to the forming of this app what it's like to work with family, being okay with untraditional trajectories, the divine feminine, and so, so, so much more. As always, if there's anything shared that you think somebody you love can truly benefit from, press that share button and spread the wisdom. Without any further delay, here is my chat with Becca, Leah, Hannah, and Corinne. Hi ladies, thank you so much for sitting down to chat with me tonight for this amazing episode of Chats with Kat. I've never navigated an interview with four different people, so before we jump in, can you all just introduce yourselves so that the listeners can navigate whose voice is who? Perfect. I'm Hannah, and I'm 17 years old, and I'm sitting here with my sisters and my mom. 
And I'm Becca. I am one of the sisters, and I'm 21 years old. I don't know if that's important to mention, but it just came in. And okay. I'm Leah, and we're so thrilled to be speaking here with, sitting here with Kat. And over to me. And I'm Corinne. I'm the mom, and I'm actually 52. <laughs> Happy and blessed and proud. <laughs> Multi-generational over here. Yes. So that is something that is just so inspiring about what you all are doing. So it's like not only are as a family are you building a company together, but you have you essentially different perspectives. So it's like Hannah, you're 17, Becca and Leah, you guys are 21, and then Corinne, you have a completely different perspective. So it's like combining everything and creating a platform where everybody's voice is represented and everybody's ideas are present is in a lot of ways, I think transformative because we have gaps oftentimes, right? When we look at platforms and it's like, oh, that only speaks to like this kind of person or that only speaks to this kind of person. Whereas Womaze is literally for everybody. Like my mom can easily go on there and feel just the same as I feel when I go on there. And my sister who's 18 can feel something as well. So I think that that, the fact that you have managed to come together as a family and be like, this is something that we're going to do together and you're actually doing it. And it's manifested in such a beautiful way. It's just amazing, honestly. It's great. Um, and I cannot wait to, like, just get into all the great details because I cannot, you know, emphasize enough how important this is for our community. Um, so before we jump into everything, like, the details and all of that, I want to know how you all came up with the name Womaze because that's – I've never heard of that. I've never thought to combine the two. <laughs> well, the essence of Womaze is because – Women are amazing, and the feminine energy is is important in all of us. And I think the name Wamez, which Leah came up with, was really a way to honor the the feminine energy and to elevate qualities like compassion and vulnerability and kindness, qualities that are part of the feminine. So Wamez means when a woman amazes herself and the world, but we always say that Wamez really isn't even about gender. It really is about elevating those feminine qualities. Corinne, so I'm listening to Becca talk in this way, and at 21, I was not speaking about the feminine and all of that, and I'm just like, how have you as a mother, you know, explored these topics with your daughters? Because um, this is so important for us to be tapped into who we are as, as women and to look at ourselves as divine and, you know, to carry this kind of energy. But I think that a lot of that obviously comes from our moms being able to teach us that at such a young age. So how have you done that for all three of your girls? I guess what I'll share is that um, when I was 11 years old, I was at camp and all of a sudden I looked at my underwear and it had a blood stain and I totally flipped out. I thought I was dying. I thought something seriously wrong was seriously wrong with me. And when I went to the nurse, she just kind of smiled, kind of laughed and giggled and said, you just got your period. And I really had no idea what it was. But in that moment, I just knew I had a vision of feeling that if I was ever going to have a daughter, and of course, here I am sitting with my three daughters, who are also my co-founders, I, I just knew that I was going to be sharing tools and just sharing everything there was to know because I wanted them to know and to understand um, themselves internally, their bodies. And I've just been an open book. And I also want to say that it's been many years that I have felt that we kind of co-parent each other. <laughs> um, it, granted, when they were born and when they were little, I was certainly their mom. And when there was discipline to be done, I did it. But it's been now many years where I feel that they're teaching me. They're also my teachers. And by me being receptive to what they have to share with me, I become a better person. Not only a better mom, but a better person. I'm wondering, you know, before, before you had your girls, did you go on a spiritual... Did you begin, like, your spiritual journey before you had your kids? Because when I think about your perspective and the way that you look at the, the way that you engage with your children... Oftentimes parents are like, well, I'm the mom and I'm the parent, like everything that I say goes like you don't receive information from your kids in the same way that you give it, you know, it's, it's a different dynamic. Whereas with you, the way that you're speaking is just like, you are actually open, like you're, you were ready to receive the lessons from them. But I think that that takes some kind of preparation before, or is that something that kind of came about as they grew up? I think it's a combination of two things. I 
spent many, many, many years, as young as I was nine years old, searching for things outside of myself, for validation outside. And honestly, most often than not, and probably very similar to a lot of women, I looked for it in in boys and men in relationships. And it was always there. So I spent very little time really trying to understand my own needs and who Corinne was. So again, when I had three daughters, it concerned me. And I wanted them to feel validated and worthy of who they are just because they are. Not because they're in a relationship or are, or are validated by other people outside of themselves. So, so that was really, really important. I, I wish I had a great story to tell you that I left everything and went to explore this self-worth elsewhere. But it really was, was, was here in this home um, where, where I knew that, that, that they could understand that their value is is in just being here, being part of this world, and and um, and I think I got that. It seems like you definitely figured it all out, and you've done a really really good job. I can already tell, and I'm just meeting you virtually, but I really can tell because for for you all to come together to do something like this, like there has to have been a foundational le- like at the foundational level, there has to be some kind of confidence and security, and like knowing that. You, your parent, your mom is going to be there and she has your back and like you are, you can fearlessly go and do this thing because you know you're supported. Whereas, you know, I know a lot of women my age don't really feel like they were given that opportunity. Um, not to say that my mother didn't do her best or anything like that. She did a great job. But when I look around and I look at healing spaces and I look at women that are trying to overcome certain things, a lot of it has to do with that foundation. And you've clearly provided that foundation for your girls. So... Kudos to you, mom. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Um, So, you know, like all things in life, everything's a process. And I'm really curious to know what led up to the launching of Womaze. Like, what was that like? It's one thing to have an idea. And it's another thing to execute your vision and bring your idea to life. What was that like for, for all of you? I think there were so many seeds that were leading to this moment. And one of those moments was definitely when my mom got her period. It was definitely a combination of so many things internally for us. One of them being that a year and a half ago, we all sat down in my room and said, what if there was a space where we talked about the things that we talk about at our dinner table? We always have felt like old souls. We've always felt like the conversations we were having were so unique and and that we wanted to bring more people into them. We wanted to be talking about body image, about mental health, about self-care and spirituality and do it in a way that was digestible and that everyone felt like they were a part of it. And so we found ourselves sitting on the floor of my bedroom talking about how we know that we need to do something together. And it was that day about a year and a half ago. So I guess we work pretty fast or this has just come come about really fast where we said it's in an app. It's always been in an app. And it really, it came about that day. And I think a lot of ideas come about every single day, but it's, it's the ones that don't leave your mind. And for all four of us, it stood at the forefront of our mind. And so we said, this is clearly a sign that we need to keep going. We need to keep running with it. And from that day, a year and a half ago to this day in 2018, we have not stopped. We have been completely and utterly committed. And I think when, when things are, are placed on your heart, when, when things just show up in front of you and you can't let them go, those are the things worth chasing and worth fighting for. And to know that we all had that same feeling inside of us, we knew it was really meant to be. So, you know, you have this idea in your room and then you realize this is going to be in an app. So it's like you need a developer, you need concepts, you need branding, you need all of that stuff. Like, did you all have brainstorm sessions together or was it, were you all working separately and then you would show each other your ideas at the end of the day or what what did that look like? There were a lot of brainstorming sessions, that's for sure. And like Hannah was saying, so much has had to happen within that year and a half. And Leah and I were both at school in Washington, D.C., and Hannah was being homeschooled in high school. We were all in different parts of of the country. And 
still, we, we made sure every week to have FaceTime chats and continue working on this dream of ours. And we knew that it wasn't about getting there so fast. It was about just consistently doing things to remind us why we're doing this. And for us, it was scheduling those calls to make sure that every week we called it the W Project because we didn't know what the name was going to be, but we knew that it was going to start with a W because our last name is Wiser. We've always felt really connected to the letter. Um, but we just kept going. We reached out to everyone that we knew and didn't know, just people who who seemed like they would understand what we were doing. We reached out via you know, Instagram direct message or just emailed people and, and followed up. And through those people, we were led to exactly the developers that we had to meet. We were led to the advisors that we had to connect with. And most importantly, we had a lot of faith in ourselves still till this day. We, we sometimes just sit back and, and tell each other, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You know, it's so important just to take a step back and think of everything that had to happen and I think from an operational standpoint, like you were asking, where we're at right now is we're all back home. Leah and I took a leave of absence and we're pursuing Wamea's full time. So we're currently working from our living room all in one house. So we've been able to create different routines and schedules and boundaries to be able to allow us to to work from home all together because it, it does take a lot. But... You know, so far with the commitment that we have and the passion and the fuel from our community, it's it's been really inspiring and an incredible experience. I also think Becca had said a while ago that success is hustle and alignment combined. And for me, I've repeated that over and over and over again because I I, I know 40 seconds ago, I said, we didn't stop. We did so much. <laughs> but at the same time, we did. When I look back at where we were a year and a half ago, we we didn't have a concrete plan of how we were going to go find developers or how we were going to market. I mean, I was a junior in high school and the girls were in college and none of us had had launched an app before. It's not like we had a guidebook for it, but it was a lot of connecting with the right people who were able to guide us. And also after hustling and hustling, letting things go and allowing them to really show up for themselves, just being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. So much of that had to happen for us to be where we are right now. I think a lot of people who are listening often feel a little conflicted with like, you know, they have these big picture ideas, but they just don't know how to work through how to make it tangible. And I have a difficult time explaining how I do that because it's just like you just sit down and you just work on the thing that you have to do today. But sometimes you can get kind of caught up in your own head and you can just be like, well, this is a lot of work. I'm only on step one. I'm like, look at all the things that I have to do. I don't have a network. I don't know anybody. Like, you know, people get in their heads and they don't, they don't move forward and they don't push through, although their ideas are amazing. And I'm curious to know how, how you all fit in that because you know, everybody has their ebbs and flows. Like every day, one person may feel better than the other, or, you know, like some days all of you are on and then some days one of you is off. So how do you, how do you inspire each other and how do you keep each other going um, from the very beginning stages of all of this to now and, and the future? How do you think about how you inspire each other and you motivate each other to get through the nitty gritty aspects of building this business and this company that you don't necessarily have the answers to yet? We always say to just do the next best thing. We don't have the answers to everything whatsoever, but what we do have is the ability to really listen to our intuitions and our guts and be able to say, that feels right at this moment, or no, that that's not a good fit right now. And simply by doing the next best thing, you allow resources and people and answers to come to you that you wouldn't have otherwise known. And on a more practical level, we, you know, we really believe in taking it one step at a time and breaking things down. So instead of having one huge goal, being able to break that down into send that email or write that blog post or schedule that interview, it doesn't need to be this massive big thing that you need to check off right away. It's breaking it down into smaller things. And then again, there's four of us. So a huge 
thing that we've done that's been life-changing and game-changing is is dividing responsibilities because even though we're a family we each have very different strengths so we each have our own departments that we focus on and by doing that we also give each other the space to really not only inspire creativity but also be innovative within our own departments so Hannah handles the editorial and our mom handles the operations and Leah handles the partnerships. I handle the marketing and communications. And that's really helpful in keeping us focused, keeping us grounded and reminding us of, of what we need to do and how, how it can be done. Also, I just want to add that Beyonce was not built in a day. <laughs> and there was a time when she was just taking singing lessons. She was a Texas girl taking care of her voice and trying to just get her voice out there. So when we need reminders, we remember the people that are like the the founder of Amazon who was working out of his house, just like we are right now. And we, we have those list of people who were in the same position that we are in this stage. And we have that visual to keep us going as we just do the next best thing and the next best thing after that. That is so, so true. I think a lot of times people just look at Instagram or they look at, you know, like these, you know, write-ups on people and they think like, oh my gosh, look at what they're doing. And they don't know how long it's been, you know, a work in progress or like the years that have been put into it or the patience that was required. So the fact that you all know that from the very onset of this is like what I know will keep you going for a long time and why this is ne- this is going to always be something. This is just going to get better and better and more people are just going to learn about it and it's just going to be the best thing ever. Thank you. <laughs> so Woman's is essentially a life toolbox for self-care, mental health, and personal growth. How did you all narrow down that these were the topics that you wanted to focus on? They were the topics that we cared about. They were the topics that we did not have all the answers to, but we know are important. Things like you know, body image. That is something that I definitely think about it on a daily basis. I know I talk to my friends about that on a daily basis, but I wanted practical life tools. We all wanted practical life tools. Instead of just being told, you need to love yourself, we wanted to know, what does that mean? And how, how can I even get there? So it's so incredible that all of these conversations are being brought to the forefront. And our goal is to, to provide tools to actually help us get there. So instead of understanding the importance of self-care, it's how can I practice self-care when my budget is limited and when I feel like I don't have time and when I don't even know what that means, we try to be that, that best friend, that you know, life coach to some extent, a, a teacher um, who's also learning right alongside you because I think that has a really gentle approach to what we're, what we're doing. So definitely just based on what we need, most of our posts and tools are literally things that we're going through that day. So it's it's really based on that inner knowing of what people need. On any given day, how do you find this kind of information? How do you know what's good? There's a lot of content out there, right? So there's a lot of people talking, there are a lot of people just doing things, but how do you know when something is worth being put on the app? That's such a good question, Kat. And I think there was definitely a point where we were kind of figuring out what people were gravitating toward and and seeing what was working. But at the end of the day, when I'm choosing what goes on the app, it always boils down to this one question. And it's, does this leave me feeling better or leave me feeling worse? Because on the internet, there's so much noise and we really, really want LeMaze to always be that place where there's absolutely no noise and you just feel like you are supported and you're heard. And so when I'm looking through and I'm on the internet finding things, I see so much of that noise and I'm like, Mm-mm, pass, pass, that's not gonna be on Womaze, that's not gonna be. And then when I find those things that are, it's such a special feeling because there was definitely a point when I was finding all this stuff and I, I didn't know at first when we had launched who's watching it and who's listening to it. And it's it's hard staring at your computer and doing work when there isn't always, when it feels like it's going into a hole and you don't know if people are watching it. And then, the, the little bits of feedback and then the more feedback and then the more feedback and you can just see the impact that one video can make on someone, that one message, that one quote, whatever it may be, 
Now, whenever I go on my computer and I'm picking what's going on the app, I see those thousands and thousands of women who are just waiting for that one sentence that is going to leave them feeling better than when they first went on the app. And so the, the side note in there was even if you feel like you're in the beginning, because everyone's a beginner at some point, even if, you, if, if you're serving one person, that is so important. And then it will keep growing and just keep growing and you'll be able to serve even more people. But with that one person, treat her or him the same exact way or to my non-binary folks, them, they, um, treat them as you would if there were millions of people listening. I think that's where people begin to sense the authenticity of what you're doing, right? So it's like if you're trying to speak to everybody, then you don't speak to anyone. So, you know, keeping that 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 authenticity and the care to even impact one person versus just looking at numbers and scaling and all of that is what makes people gravitate towards what you're doing because they feel represented. And I think I also love that you have curators that you have guest curators on there so that you bring in different perspectives and then, you know, they kind of mine out things for you as well. Uh, how did you know that that was something that you wanted to factor into the app? Well, first of all, we were so honored to have you as a guest curator. That's how we connected. But to answer your question, we've always known that other amazing women would be a part of this, that it's not just about the four of us curating life tools from around the web. It's so much more than that. And this is just the seed that's being planted. The real true essence of what we're building is connecting incredible people and giving our community an inside look at what incredible people are reading, listening to, you know, what they find inspiring and what fuels them on an everyday basis. So having our community get an inside look at what you, at what Rebecca Minkoff, at what Jazz Jennings, at what all of our other guest creators are are watching and reading is an inside look at how they feel good. So we've always known that having different people guest curate would be a really big part of what we're doing. When I went on the app for the first time, I was like, oh, this is really cool because you kind of you do just get an insight into somebody's life also because it's like whatever they choose says a lot about where they've been and where they're going and all of that. So you kind of get just like a glimpse and um, it tells you a lot about the person, you know. Uh, So Leah and Becca, what was going through your minds as you prepared to take leaves of absence from George Washington University? So it was last November when I was standing in Becca's dorm and I said, you know what, I don't think we're going going back next semester. It was an inner knowing. And at this point, we had not built the app. It was very uncertain whether this was going to become a reality. But just the inner knowing and belief in what we're doing gave us that confidence. So basically, we went back to school for the spring semester in January. And we get there and things are moving along really well with LeMay's. We started developing the app. And the next day, we get to school on a Sunday, I think. And by Wednesday, we were home already. It was really, really (laughs) amazing. And looking back, it was probably one of the craziest things and definitely a leap of faith. But it was so right. The school was so incredibly supportive. And it's one of the best decisions we've ever made. Corinne, so I mean, I love that you encouraged your daughters to commit to building this business because, you know, the app is honestly, it's truly transformative for anybody that, you know, integrates it into their life. And I'm really curious to know how you felt about this decision. Did you feel conflicted on whether you wanted them to, wanted to encourage them to leave or if you wanted them to stay or how did that cross your mind? So the mother part of me would listen to Leah who was saying, mom, I don't think we're going back. And I said, Leah, you know, maybe you'll just finish the year and then we'll take it from there. We'll see what happens. But once they were back in Washington, D.C., and, and they called me, and I remember, you know, listening to them and their conviction. I just said, you know what, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. And I, and I won't sit here and lie to you and say, oh, I've never questioned my decision. We live in a society that can be very competitive. And, of course, we're always comparing ourselves to others, and, or we have that tendency. And particularly now, when, when Hannah, as a senior, has a lot of friends who are applying to schools or making plans for what's next for them, whether it's school or whatever it may be. You know, I know that's not what's in store for my three daughters at the moment. And what reminds me that we're doing what we need to be doing right now is 
our mission and our purpose. And that is to really enhance the quality of the lives of people everywhere. It's interesting that you say that because today I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday podcast and she was talking to Daniel Pink who put out this book called uh, The New Mind. And what he in the book was basically saying was that we are entering a, a different phase of society. The people who will succeed in our, in our society moving forward are not going to be the linear people who just think about like operational things and cannot um, match that with how they impact society. You know, like you can't just create spreadsheets all day and, you know, like think that you're going to be on the t- on top. At this point, we're, we're shifting to a society that encourages us to use our, our right, the right brain. So like, how do you empathize? How do you create things that people don't even know they need? Essentially, how can you be an artist in the world? What can you create that cannot just be put into a computer? And this is essentially that. So it's like, People would never know that they needed this until it's made. So if you all don't come together to do this, then then the people who needed the app would never have the app. And so I think that that's amazing as a mother, as just like a team, that all of you were there for each other because you have to have a forward, you have to have an ability to think uh, ahead and, you know, be forward thinking to know that I know that this isn't what society is telling me is correct right now. But if I think 10 years down the line and I know that I don't encourage my kids or I don't encourage my sisters to do this right now, to take a leap of faith, we may have missed out on the thing, on the thing that we were born to do and the thing that society actually needed at that time. And who knows, if you were the one that was born to do it and you don't do it, then who's going to come around? Is it going to be a whole other generation that, you know, has to be born before something like this can come about? So I think that it's just so great that you all believed in yourself to just do that. And then Corinne, as a mom, that you were just like, you know what? I'm going to listen to my kids and I'm not going to get in the way of what is divine. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to say to that, that I'm in my fifties and granted, I, I look back and I have a, a master's in counseling and I worked with children and adolescents for a while. And that's always, always been my passion, but I moved away from it. I definitely moved away from it. And selfishly, this has given me the opportunity that I feel I've always wanted and, and, and I don't want to say deserved, but, but really was in store for me. And I'm not going to say to my daughters, you have to wait to be in your fifties to pursue your passion. If, if I'm living that experience now, why would I say to them, hold off, do what is linear and expected, and then do what you need to do and, and we'll figure it out let them do it now. I really wish that more people thought like you. And for those of you who are listening, I know most of you are like in your 20s or whatever, but if you pass this along to somebody who needs it, who's like your parent or something, like just share that kind of insight with with other people in your generation or generations above you because that is that is so selfless as a mother for you to be like I'm not going to make them go down the same path that I went down. Although you were doing something great and, you know, you studied and you worked hard for that to be like, well, like they need to go down the linear path because that's what I did. And then they have to be 50 before they can start this. Like for you to say, no, I'm going to cut down like 25 years so that you don't have to wait this long. And then by the time that they're your age, they're going to be doing, you know, this is going to be so developed by then. Um, It's honestly so selfless. And, you know, that's what moms do. But it's just I'm like in awe of you because I'm learning about you all as I'm talking to you. And it's just the way that you're going about building this and looking at it is just not conventional in any way. And it's exactly what society needs. We don't need things to be so conventional anymore, you know? We need people that have conviction and are courageous and believe in themselves to do the things that nobody can imagine yet. So I love I love everything you're doing. And I think exactly what you're doing too, Kat. I think we're so in awe of the community that you're building and goddess council and we're, we're speaking the same language here. And what, what gives me the most hope right now is seeing how many people are opening their eyes and to understand that we're not just here to go about our lives and then leave. Like we're here to leave this world a better place than when we came. I, I firmly believe that with every fiber of my being. And I think the reason why so many more people are are starting to understand that it's not even an option to support each other. We, we have to be bringing more love into the world and more light into the world. And we all have different ways of doing that. For us, it's through Lamaze. For you, it's through Goddess Council and through all the incredible things that you're doing. And 
it could also be, you know, just as important when I smile at someone, you know, who looks like they need a smile or you hold the door open for someone. We also believe that making a difference in the world can be, you know, really starts with those those simple things that we do for other people that is like literally spreading love into the into the world and and that's why we're just so inspired by what you're doing and to all of the listeners we already love you because just by listening you are bringing more love into the world and it's through these conversations that change happens and 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 we learn more about ourselves and we're able to bring that same kindness that we extend to ourselves onto the world I absolutely agree with that. And thank you for the compliments. Y'all are so sweet. Um, I'm curious to know what the conversations have been like with your friends. They're seeing you go about all of this. And, you know, I'm sure most of them stayed in school or, you know, have kind of taken different routes. And they're seeing you all as a family do this. And um, I, I don't know, like, what's going through their minds as they see you all changing? Because um, starting a business and going about this obviously changes the way that you view the world. But you know, you're all the same age, but you're doing things completely different. And I wonder if what you're doing has inspired them to think about what they're doing a little bit differently as well. I love that question. And I almost want to take a few steps back to the comparison thing, because we're seniors, we're supposed to be seniors in college right now, you know, and I say supposed in quotations here, because we're seeing all of our friends graduating and getting jobs and and going through that linear path. And here we are back at home, not really doing the traditional thing. So our friends totally, for the most part, understand what we're doing. I mean, my roommates started crying when we told them that we were leaving because they were so excited and supportive. Shout out to Sage and Anavi <laughs> because they they got it and they know that that this is what we're meant to do. So I think it's definitely hopefully inspired some of our friends to think about creating the lives that they want rather than the ones that the world wants for them. And I guess that's the one thing that I, that I hope that they feel that they have permission to do what, what calls to them. And one more thing I know there will always be people who don't get it and not just for women, but when anybody does the thing that they're most afraid to do. So open the business, write the book, uh, travel the world, whatever it is, you're always going to have your critiques and the people who just don't understand you. But I recently saw a video uh, by Lisa by Lisa Nichols, and she talks about how... On Wameis. On Wameis. <laughs> shout out to Wameis. Uh, how people don't understand your vision because it's not their vision. It was given to you. So you're the only person who really needs to feel it with every fiber of your being and go after it. It's really lovely to have extra support, but their like is just additional. If you like yourself and if you like what you're doing, and I say like, because sometimes it's a little bit harder to completely and utterly just fall in love with yourself. So sometimes it's just liking the little things that you do and your voice and your laugh and how you show up in the world every day. And if you like those parts of yourself and you like what you're doing, then that will carry you through every day. That's a great segue into my next question because the next question is for you, Hannah. Um, when I think about my 16, 17-year-old self, I was lost. I had no idea what was going on. I used to watch YouTube videos and stuff, but like, for nothing. It was like just stupid things that I used to go on there for. Whereas you have access to the gold of the internet. And, you know, you're so young. I mean, all of you are so young. But you in particular, you're so young. And I'm, I'm curious to know how being exposed to all of this information has changed your life already and has changed the way that you interact with your friends. And I mean, I already answered my question because you just spoke. And that's the perf that's the epitome of how it's changed you. You can reference these amazing thought leaders but how has it changed you and like what are some of the videos or the people that have influenced you the most such a good question uh i want to say two quick things i think the first is the underlying tone of amaze and i think all of us and the message that we want to share is that you're enough and that you don't have to be anything do anything say anything to make you more enough just who you are in this very moment is enough and I think I remind myself of that every morning, every night, and constantly during the day. And I remember being 
13 years old. When I was 13 years old, I went out to California. I've been pursuing acting since I was 11. And I went out to California and stayed with multiple families and was living with them and auditioning while my mom was back home working. And I remember for the first time being outside of my bubble. And this bubble was one of support and love from Becca, Leah, and my mom telling, and my dad, shout out to our awesome, wonderful, amazing dad. Uh, I think I had always heard that I am enough from my family. And I lived with multiple girls who were also pursuing acting and modeling who were struggling so much with body image and with insecurity. And I lived with them and I felt like I was going through exactly what they were going through. And we were all kind of in it together. And for the first time in my life, I just, I understood that what I had felt and what some of my friends had felt was so universal. And it was then that I knew there was something in this whole world for me and that I was going to be teaching as I'm learning about self-love and that my family was and that so many of the people that we were meeting every single day, we all have so much to share on this topic. And Wameis really is that space for everyone to share what they're learning. And, and so I think it's the feeling of you are enough that I really have gotten from Wameis and from the, the women around me. And when I look back at who I was at 13, just discovering that I was not alone in my own experiences, that other girls felt the same things and that you don't have to be an actress or in a, in a field that may put some emphasis on how you look to be experiencing those things. I think that was really the pivotal turning point for me. And I have no idea if any of what I just said answered your question, but my hope is that, that Wameis will always be the place that tells you that you are enough and that whatever you're going through, you're never alone in that. I've already sensed it, but when people download the app now, for those who haven't yet, they're going to log in and they're going to be like, oh, I see, I see what they mean. It's like a, it's like a curated safe space, you know? It's like um, you just go there and, like, nothing is triggering. I don't know if that makes sense because it's like when you go on anything else, if you go on Instagram, like, you just don't know what's going to be thrown at you and you don't know how that's going to impact you, whereas you go on Womaze and nothing there will make you feel bad about yourself. It'll just encourage you and make you feel really good, and that's a great break from the other apps that, you know, don't provide us with that. Thank you so much for saying that, Kat, because that, that means so much to us. And we, we care so much that people, and I know that we can't obviously control how people feel. If we could go hug everyone, we would, but we, it's not physically possible at this point. But we, it's kind of our way of giving people virtual hugs and saying, you are not alone. And to hear you say that it really does feel like that safe space that you're supported just means more than you could know, because that is our goal. It really is. I also want to add to that, that it feels right now, and I know there's a lot of conversation around this, that the world feels very, very divided. Yes. And my vision for Wameis is that it's that place where people come together, where there's unity, where you're accepted, where there's love. And, 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 the, and we focus on the universal feelings that really are shared everywhere. Yeah. I love that. It's like not partisan at all. It's like literally just like the human experience. And that's a great way to Mm -hmm. um, just draw that line, you know, like pull that, pull out the thread, the common thread that keeps us all together, which I love. And I didn't even think about that, but it's absolutely true on there. It's just like, it's just for everybody and nothing feels like that these days. And this is that. So it's very cool. Um, since launching a business together, what are some of the most insightful things that you've learned about each other that you didn't know before? Ooh, good question. I want to say one quick thing, which is kind of a mix of the question that you asked before this and this one, which is a few weeks ago, I said to my family, guys, being a teenager is so hard. I have so many emotions all the time. I don't know who I am, what I'm doing, what is life. And then Beck and Leah both went. And being in your 20s, man, it's so tough. It's so tough. It's like, what is going on in life? Like, what is the purpose? And then my mom is like, 50s. 50s are the worst and the best at the same exact time. And so what my mom talked about about 
all of us experiencing all of the same feelings. It's not just being a teenager. It's not just being in your 20s. It's not being in your 50s. It's just the human experience has so much to it. Yeah. And so what I've learned about the ladies sitting next to me is that we're all feeling the exact same feelings. And even because we're doing this business even more so. And I've loved learning from them more than anything. And I've loved that we see each other through they see me the way that I want to be seen or they see me as the person I want to be in the future and so a good lesson is to always look at the people around you as as the people that you envision them one day being because it helps them transform into those people yeah what about you guys what do you think I don't think I could say it any better I mean that was thank you for that um I would just add that it really is our job to support each other that how, how could we possibly be out there talking about the importance of loving yourself and supporting your sisters and and the women around you. If we're not supporting our, our family and our actual sisters and our mom and, and that we have a responsibility about the words that we use with each other, that our words matter. And I know, you know, there's an element of lightness. I know, obviously, the conversations that we focus on tend to be deeper. And we as people tend to be deeper, we feel more comfortable in those more in those conversations that have more depth. But at the same time, we also know when to have fun and when to bring out the light parts of ourselves and that it's our jobs to, to focus on bringing positive energy into our homes. So one of the things that we've all learned is knowing each other's how do you you guys are laughing um (laughs) boundaries so we have a a code word I don't know if this is a segue into another thing but we have a code word when one of us is kind of (laughs) on the brink of a bad mood and we kind of need some space we just say we'll just should we say we just say pineapple it's not I'm sure it's another code word for a lot of people (laughs) but (laughs) we're just like pineapple pineapple because there's always that moment that you could kind of you know, go off into a bad mood, but we just, because everyone needs space. We're working really hard. We're living in close quarters. We share a bathroom. Yeah. I mean, so it's being patient with each other, knowing that we just to give each other that space. So also learning about each other's boundaries. Pineapple. (laughs) It's not that original. (laughs) Um, I want to jump into some rapid fire questions, if you all don't mind. So this is going to be interesting. So Let's just, so there's four of you, so there's going to be four answers. (laughs) Should we each answer one? Well, each answer each question. So just make it like, just say what comes to your mind first. Okay. Perfect. Because I'm really curious to know how all of you think about this. Okay, so um, Becca, starting with you. What is your favorite time of the day, morning, noon, or night? Morning. Hannah? Morning. Nighttime. Like six o'clock at night. Mm, okay. And what is your favorite snack? Mm, I'm really liking frozen dates with almond butter. It sounds weird, but it's really good. I love Amy's pizza. Frozen. It's delicious. No, I don't eat it frozen, but I toast it and then it's perfect. I have a delicious frozen shake that I make <laughs> that I'm addicted to. I would also say like something like an acai bowl or just something really fruity. What is one thing, it could be a product, a gadget, whatever, that you cannot live without, aside from Wumi's? <laughs> I know mine. Mine came okay, immediately. Go, go first. <laughs> headphones. Oh, yeah. She is so controlling about her headphones. Very. And her charger, she's stuck on a picture of herself. <laughs> this is, We're talking about my mom, Corinne. She's stuck on a picture of herself. And it's like, it's one of her old headshots from when she was in real estate and it's just very smiley and so every time I look at it I'm like that is mom's charger and if I take it she'll be staring at me as I charge my phone headphones for sure because that's the way I disconnect um a sketchbook I was gonna say a journal because I love to write I was also gonna say my notes app because I love it's like writing down little thoughts and notes and and keeping little writings going on walks kind of right as it's getting cool out and listening to a podcast like yours um, or listening to music. I have found myself closing my door and putting on the cheesiest of cheesy music and just dancing by myself in the mirror and just embodying 
what I hope to be a really joyful version of myself. So even if I'm really not feeling it, if I'm feeling particularly sucky, that's when I force myself to dance because I know it will bring out, I think it's uh, motion creates emotion. So Mm -hmm. when you force yourself to move, it brings you to a happier and better state. For me, it's waking up very early, earlier than anyone else and quietly going downstairs, putting on my headphones and walking (laughs) out and going for a walk or going, you know, for a run or the gym. Yeah. And for me, it's really simple, but it's changed my morning completely. I, I used to just get right to work immediately. And now I try to do a little bit of yoga or stretch or go on the trampoline. And that's completely changed the course of my day. Well, thank you ladies so much for this beautiful conversation. This was fantastic. I can't wait to like, just see the growth of Womaze and, and, and just see how each of you individually prosper and become like the best versions of yourself because of this. Where can my listeners connect with you all online you can first of all cat we love you so much we this love has you been so amazing and we're such a huge fan of everything that you put out into the world and everything that you embody you you embody what it means to wameze um <laughs> you can follow us at wameze app w-o-m-a-z-e-a-p-p on instagram and twitter and facebook and you can download our app for free on the app store and the google play store this conversation was great, and I'm sure that everybody's just going to fall in love with you. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank we you adore so you. Much. We love you. hope you all enjoyed that episode the wiser women are absolutely incredible and i cannot wait to see how women's evolves over the years as always thanks for listening i'm sending you lots of love light and good vibes we will chat next week